Welcome back to Gear and Review. We're here with another episode, another week. I am Reed Smith, joined as always by Bobby Ratu. How's it going? And we also have uh, Mark Berry joining us again. Hello, hello. I should just let you guys do this. I'm not really even sure why I'm here at this point. No, but, you sound uh, a lot better. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about any of this stuff, and I don't really use it, which is uh, handy that we've got two experts here with us today. So for those that listened last week, uh, was kind of part one of two. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'd encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, of course, you're welcome to listen to this episode. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. Uh, we just appreciate you tuning in with us. Touchpoint.health is the website. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We certainly appreciate the support. And uh, like I said, this is uh, this is part two of two, talking about uh, stabilization gear. We're on a track over the next several episodes, talking about uh, actual professional gear. So this is not your your iPhone mounts and and uh, you know your thumb drives and some of that kind of stuff. Uh, we're actually kind of digging into some of the pro gear that Bobby and Mark use uh, with our clients on a daily basis. So last week we talked about. Uh, the Ronin MX versus the Ronin S uh, relative to uh, stabilization uh, gear. And, and this week, we're going to talk a little bit about the Ronin S, which we'll kind of recap maybe just for, for a second. And, and compare it to what maybe some other folks have used, which is like the Osmo from, from DJI, you know, holding their iPhone and that type of thing. Is that fair way to describe it? Absolutely. It's a, actually, I would say it's a more sophisticated version of the Osmo. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. And if you want me to just kick it off, um, but we bought the MX and we also bought the Osmo. And the reason why is because the Osmo is probably, uh, the size of, you know, it's basically a, a cell phone stabilizer with a handle. And so you take the cell phone off and put a camera on it and it has its own little camera. And mm-hmm. so we use that specifically for tight, tight spaces and honestly, children. We do a lot of video content for hospitals where children are involved. Right. And it's, it's very, it, it's unobtrusive. You can really it's have. Like, it's like the size of a coffee travel mug. Yeah. yeah. It's not that big and, and it really is kind of a cool gadget and people are fascinated by it. And even kids come up to it and want to kind of look at it. Whereas you bring the big Ronin MX in and it's like, whoa, I'm scared of that because it's bigger than me, you know, type of thing. Right. And so we got the Ronin S um, to see if we can basically do what we do on the MX on a single handle by mounting a DSLR on top of it. And it is an amazing piece of equipment. And so I think it's interesting to talk about the two different types the Ronin S is a new release um, from DJI, and we buy we use a lot of DJI products. And so we bought it because we wanted something portable, flexible, and also use the same cameras that we're using in the in the production. We use the 5D Mark IV and Mark III. Both cameras can shoot either a, uh, a HD quality video or ultra HD, which is 4k allowing us to have a lot of bit depth to work in to edit so we can color correct. And so when you hold the, both the Ronin S and Osmo they they don't compare in size. It, uh, it, the Osmo is still smaller, but it has a 4k camera on it. 
and shoots a beautiful picture. But the S is the same concept, but bigger, but allows you to put your DSLR on it. And so we still like having both of those side by side. But what DJI did, which I think is smart, is how do they make a single handle stabilizer so that you can put your DSLR on it, but have the functionality of the MX? Would you say that's true, uh, Mark, or kind of talk, expand, why do you think they came up with the S? Well, I think the S was an answer to a couple of things. Number one, uh, they wanted to scale down from the MX because it wasn't consumer friendly. But they also wanted to scale up from the Osmo because it doesn't quite meet some professional standards. And the Ronin S, I kind of feel like hits that middle ground, if you know what I mean. Especially in a price point perspective, too. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you're going to pay roughly for an MX that we talked about in the last episode about, you started about twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 based on what mo- how you get it. The, the Ronin S is about $650 to $700. And then you add your own camera. So you're, it, the mm-hmm. camera is the investment. Um, and it gives you a lot of flexibility to shoot the imagery that you want. But then if you go down to about $300 to $350, you can buy the Osmo that has a 4K camera on it, or you can even replace that small little camera with a bigger one for a higher price to get a a more robust 4K camera on top. But it's still portable, very, very portable. And But the differences are, is capability. The Ronin S has a lot of capabilities built into the app. Um, It can support a bigger camera. It's still portable where if you held it in front of you and look from behind, you couldn't see it. It has a built-in tripod that you can just set it on the ground. And it even has a lot of functionality that we find in the um, in a lot of the drones where it can set waypoints, where it locks into something as you walk, mm-hmm. walk and you, it'll follow a certain pattern of how you want it to shoot. Whereas the Osmo is a very basic single handhold camera that you have to put your iPhone on and to watch and monitor. And it it's almost very sumer of the pro where it a lot, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it where you can so, just turn it on and go. So let's talk about the app for a second. Uh, you've mentioned the app a couple of times on, on the S and that is a, is that app specific to the S? Yes. It's called DJ. I think it's called DJI assistant. And uh, it has all, it's a very deep application. You can almost say it's real software, which is one of the biggest selling points for me when it came to the Ronin S. Do I want both of these? It depends. I mean, you know, if you are a communications specialist inside of a hospital, right? You're the person that's writing the press release and going and going to the event, and you want to get video. You probably just want the Osmo, right? Because it's quick and easy, you can turn it on real yeah. quick and go. Yeah. But if you are the AV person inside the hospital, you probably want the Ronin S because you're going in and capturing professional grade content with a camera you probably already own that you can mount to it. So you're not really forced to buy another camera if you're using a small DSLR or a medium sized DSLR. You can just add this Ronin S to it and you're capturing fluid uh, content, and you don't have to spend the $1,400 for a big, uh, huge stabilizer. 
right? It's almost one of those situations where you identify what you want to do first, and then you kind of back out of it. If you, if some, you know, if a client calls and they need some emergency photos of their press conference, you know, I'm not going to take the time to set up the Ronin S and get the 4K lens and all that together. I can just run over there with the Osmo. So I would just identify what you're trying to accomplish first and then back your way out of it to see which tool is right for you. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea that, you know, we don't have too much technology bundled together with the S. And so as you upgrade your camera, you just keep on going, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. Or or maybe you're using your camera somewhere where you don't have this uh, stabilization or gimbal, whatever, you know, however you want to refer to it, tied up, you know, if you don't need to, you know, so you can kind of split things apart, so to speak. And, and one of the reasons why I like it is that the Ronin S is camera friendly. You know, we're running a 5D Mark III, a 5D Mark IV, a Canon C100. We've also got a couple mirrorless cameras. And we can put any one of those on there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just unhooking and putting another camera on. So if Mark is out shooting uh, with a client with the MX and he's got the the Mark III, I can just grab the Ronin S and put the Mark uh, something else on it you know, and still use the lenses that we have and get the high quality imagery and not feel like I have to scale down to the Osmo that even though it has a 4k camera, it doesn't have the back, the, the real quality that we want to meet, you know, which is really important for us because that kind of makes the Ronin S a little more future proof than the Osmo, right? We can upgrade cameras without having to upgrade another piece of equipment along with it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so as you've kind of gotten into these and whether it's the MX that we talked about last week predominantly or the S uh, or really even the Osmo, are, are there features or the things about them that you maybe you knew about it or maybe you didn't know about it? But as you've gotten into using, you thought, wow, that that is actually really useful. You know, I, I, I can think <laughs> I can think specifically about, um, you know, things historically with like the iPhone you know, or, or the, the iWatch, you know, the Apple watch piece, being able to like do the voice texting through the watch. It was like, Oh, okay, well that's neat or whatever. But then you actually use it and you go, wow, that, 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 that actually worked pretty well. That's pretty useful. I mean, are there things about some of the stabilization gear that, you know, whether it's the app or different features or things like that, that have actually turned out to be a lot more useful than you realized? Well, one of the things that I love that I found about all these is that, I really love the the, uh, Osmo a lot for me, Um, mainly because many times I'm in photo shoots. I do more of the photography side. Um, I do a lot of video capture, but the photography side, I've got a camera on my side. I'm running two cameras, video uh, photo cameras, you know, my Mark III and then Mm -hmm. my um, mirrorless, and I'm taking pictures. And I've got them strapped around my neck, and I can pick the Osmo up and turn it on and just get beautiful video that we can still use from a professional grade in an HD project because it's shooting 4K. And it is a perfect sidekick to the portability of what we try to achieve. And then the app is really simple for me. So when I'm running, taking pictures and video, it is a perfect portable piece for me. And I love that. Now, I can't speak for Mark, But the other part of it, too, that I like about something like the Osmo um, is that it's using a lot of the same apps, you know, to control it as as the 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 drones that we use. 
Okay. But I'd love to hear how from Mark, you know, the perspective of what has he found? It's just funny, you know, Reed mentioned features that you discover on some of this stuff and you don't really know why those features are built in. And then later on, you find yourself using that feature a lot. Well, that happened to me with the Ronin S, Uh, you know, the Ronin S is equipped with a smart gimbal. So wherever you turn, that gimbal turns with you. And uh, on that apparatus is a little trigger that if you hold that trigger down, it, it pauses the gimbal motors, which means the, the camera's just sitting there floating freely. And I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. They built that in there. I, you know, I'll probably never use that. Well, uh, you know, I went to Clemson just recently to do a video shoot and I used it the entire time because if you're following people, you know, walking down the street, you need to quickly switch camera angles. You just hold that trigger down, pauses the gimbal motors, adjust your angle, then release the trigger gimbals activate again and it you know i just i used it the entire time it's just kind of cool to know you know these designers they know what they're doing when they build this stuff and they're kind of trying to be proactive and thinking about what you're going to be doing in the field that's very cool maybe you know kind of as we as we wrap this up maybe walk through uh kind of all three of them again you know last weekend this week from a price point perspective um, you know, as it relates to, you know, and it has a camera, doesn't have a camera, kind of how all that stuff fits in. Maybe run down that one more time. Yeah. So we're going to start with the Osmo. Um, it has a camera built onto it. Um, it's roughly about 350 bucks, um, to $400, depending on how much stuff you get with it. Um, you can buy accessories to, for a stand or whatever to go with it. Um, and you have to use your phone attached to the side in order to monitor the video that's being captured. Um, then you have the Ronin S, which is probably three times the size of it, but it's still, you can hold it with one hand. You put your own camera on it, depending on what you want to use, mirrorless, whatever it may be. And, um, it doesn't, you don't have to put your, you don't have to use the, um, the, your iPhone to monitor the video because you can see the readout from the back of the camera right in front of you. And it comes with a tripod. It comes with a really good app to control the motors and all that fun stuff. And then you have the Ronin MX, which is the iteration of Ronin M, but it's a two-handle stabilizer that you put the camera in the center of it in a carriage and you can hold it. You can use a separate remote control with it that looks almost like a drone remote control. Um, and it you can also um, add gadgets and stuff to it, uh, including whatever camera you want to use to control the focus and all those other things. So it's really the scaled up model. Gotcha. So starting, you can get into this game for about 350 bucks and, and spend as much as you want, obviously, including the cameras right. and things like that. But um, you know, stabilization, 350 upwards to uh, maybe a little less than two grand. Is that fair? Yeah. So, something along those lines. Okay. Yep. And, and well, very here, cool. And from a production standpoint, that allows us to scale according to the client budget, very which is cool. great. Very, very cool. Well, good stuff. And again, uh, stick with us. We're talking about pro gear over the next several episodes. Uh, find us online, LinkedIn, Twitter, track Bobby down. Uh, Links to all of these products obviously will be in the show notes. Uh, Touchpoint.health is the website. So for Bobby Ratu, Mark Beery, and Reed Smith, we'll see you next week. This show is made possible in part by the Social Health Institute. 
Through research and partnerships with healthcare organizations around the country, the Social Health Institute explores new and innovative ways for hospitals, healthcare organizations to develop and enhance their social media and digital marketing strategy. To learn more about the Social Health Institute, visit them online at socialhealthinstitute.com. That's socialhealthinstitute.com. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.